This is On Air with JT. Join JT, visionary and host for a 420-friendly improv and variety talk show featuring pop culture, news, interviews, debates and the home of the famous JT Rants. Here, mental health awareness is at the forefront with JT on a mission to inspire and spread mental health awareness. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio and YouTube. You can stay up to date and get in touch by heading to onairwithjt.com. To contact the show directly or for business inquiries, use onairwithjt at gmail.com. If you are interested in advertising or sponsorships, please send all business inquiries to onairwithjt at gmail.com. Listen to On Air with JT on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and can be seen on YouTube. Onairwithjt.com. JT did it again. JT here. Pure Hemp Rolling Papers was launched in 1996 from the desire to have a tree-free alternative rolling paper. They are made from pesticide-free, chemical-free, pure hemp's manufacturers have been around for quite some time. The Miguel family has been perfecting paper making since 1725. That's almost 300 years of paper making experience. Pure Hemp Rolling Papers is an eco-conscious alternative to all the wood pulp rice rolling papers on the market. They are focused on offering a tree-free rolling paper complemented with an all-natural vegan gum line that is sustainably sourced from West African trees. Pure Hemp created rolling papers to be as pure as possible. 25 plus years later and Pure Hemp family has grown substantially. They've expanded into pre-roll cones, spiral wraps, and individualized pre-roll cones. Reach out to Pure Hemp and discover their superior Pure Hemp pre-roll cones. At Pure Hemp, they are always listening, learning, adapting, and constantly innovating. When I smoke paper, I smoke the Pure Hemp way. Go check them out on Instagram at Pure Hemp Paper and give them a follow. Tell them JT sent you. JT did it again. If you are interested in advertising or sponsorships, please send all business inquiries to onairwithjt at gmail.com. Listen to On Air with JT on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and can be seen on YouTube. Onairwithjt.com. What's going on, everybody? Justin Thomas here, a.k.a. JT. And, uh, you know, actually, I don't even know where to begin. So I, I came to the conclusion recently that I wanted to make a video talking about my mental health journey and things that I've gone through, things that I've experienced. And, and the reason why I want to do that is because I want to inspire people. Even if it's just one person that I can inspire, that's fine. That, that, that's all. One person. If I can inspire more, that's even fucking better. But if I can inspire at least one person that could possibly relate in somehow to some of my experiences, maybe you can see that you can overcome these obstacles. You know, I, I, I made a similar video uh, back in, I want to say, 2011. 
um, and hit like 85,000 views. I ended up taking it down. Um, I don't know why. And, and let me just say before I really get into this video that I'm not monetizing this video. I'm not making this video to make money. In fact, there, there aren't any ads on this video. Um, and when I upload this to my podcast, it's just going to have the basic ads. There's no brand deals or anything. So I'm not really, I'm not making money off of this at all. I don't want sympathy. I don't want you to feel bad. I just want to make a video to talk about what I've gone through, my journey, and um, just my experiences. And maybe that you can relate in somehow, in some way, and, and maybe something can resonate, you know. And, and that's, that's the only reason, my only motivation uh, behind it. So I, I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> I um I had a rough childhood. I um witnessed, you know, a, a lot of uh physical abuse uh, from my father uh to my mother. Um I don't really have, you know, vivid memories of it, but um it was obviously traumatic. Um there were experiences where my life uh was almost on the line. Um, and as a result of seeing things like that at such a young age, I was diagnosed with PTSD, um, I believe at age four or five. Um, so yeah, I you know, had PTSD from a very, very young age, um, because of those traumatic events um, I had a, uh, a speech, a talking delay. Um, I didn't start talking until I was four or five. So I had to go to like speech therapy um, on top of that. Um, and, you know, my childhood was rough. You know, I, um, I didn't really have a childhood. Um, I was, you know, really sick. Um, there were a lot of things going on that... We, you know, me and my mom and grandparents, you know, we're just trying to figure out what was going on. And, you know, I was having trouble in school and getting in fights. And I ended up getting kicked out of uh, a Catholic school. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got kicked out of Catholic school. Um, but, uh, yeah, so maybe when I was about seven years old, six, um, I was diagnosed with ADHD. Um, a little prior to that, um, they diagnosed me, um, they didn't want to officially diagnose me bipolar at such a young age because of the stigma and the, the title and everything that comes associated with that. Um, but they pretty much said I had bipolar. Um, so by the time I was like eight, I've already been diagnosed with PTSD, bipolar, ADHD, and I, I struggled. Um, I've, I've been in and out of um, mental hospitals. I've, I've uh, been in programs before, um, and it was tough, you know. Um, I mean, this, could be, this video could be 10 hours long, um, so I'm really trying to minimize it and trying to get to the point of, you know, 
fast forward, uh, kind of give you guys a, a overall short summary because um, it's just so many details and the video wouldn't even be uploaded. It would be too long. Um, that's what she said. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I, um, you know, struggled, um, struggled with the bipolar, um, depression, uh, anxiety. Um, you know, I've, I've seen you know, probably 30, 40 therapists in my life. I've tried, you know, probably 60 to 80 different medications in my life. Um, obviously the side effects are fucking horrible. Big Pharma is a joke. Um, and, um, you know, I, I had some crazy experiences. Um, You know, a lot of it was definitely a lot of the mental illnesses that I'm diagnosed with is, you know, um, a, a mixture, a combination of uh, environment growing up and also, you know, uh, you know, I just, you know, mental illness also runs in my family. So obviously there's a higher chance that I'm going to develop, you know, some issues as well. Um, so... Um, it's, it's really hard to uh, explain everything. So, yeah, I, so I, I struggled with my whole childhood, adolescenthood, uh, teenage years, um, struggling with PTSD, bipolar disorder, severe crippling. I mean, crippling anxiety, social anxiety, ADHD, depression, body dysmorphic disorder, which a lot of guys don't even talk about because it's so stigmatized. Uh, people think that it's mostly women that deal with it, but men deal with uh, body, body uh, self-love, self-image issues. And, um, you know, I developed that just because I, you know, I, I gained like 80 pounds off one medication and I got bullied so hard in high school and it, it, de it developed into a body dysmorphic disorder. So when I look in the mirror, I don't see what other people see. You know, I see this ugly person in the mirror, but I know I'm not ugly. I'm not the best looking person in the world, but I'm far from ugly. But when I look in the mirror, I don't see what you see. Or maybe you do if you, if you think I'm ugly. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Um, you know, it's tough. You know, I, I, I didn't find out I had borderline personality disorder, BPD, um, until uh, like 2016, 2017. Um, and that was really eye-opening and made a lot of sense of the symptoms and uh, um, emotions that I have experienced in my life and still experience. Um, and usually people that suffer from BPD, you know, it, it happens, it occurs a lot of the time from childhood trauma, uh, abandonment, um, things like that. So 
you know, people with BPD, they they can be very self-destructive, um, similar to bipolar, where, you know, you can be erratic, you can be, you know, you can be, you know, really low and depressed, and then the next second you're on top of the fucking world, you feel like you're fucking, uh, you know, the most important person in the world, you know, uh, grandiosity is, a, is, cr- is crazy. Um, so, um and you kind of see that kind of with Kanye West, you know. Uh, it's a prime example of someone being like grandiose. Um, grandiosity is a is a real thing, um, and it's it's a, it's a it can be a sad thing um, when it spirals out of control, and it can be also embarrassing um, when it ends. When you see the 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 not the da- I guess you could say the damage or the the the, re- the repercussions of your actions because you're not thinking straight you're, you're just not you know no matter what people think or say if you if you never if you don't have these mental illnesses then you don't understand you might know somebody, your mother, your father, your brother, your sister, someone in your family, your best friend, someone might have, you know, bipolar or BPD or depression. But if you personally don't experience that on a deep level, it's really hard to comprehend what others go through. And that's why it's also really stigmatized because um, people don't want to speak up about their problems because they, especially men, because they feel like they will be looked at as not as masculine or as a strong man that society says that you have to be or you have to portray um, to, to be a winner in life or whatever the fuck they say. But the truth is, men and women both suffer from mental illnesses. And, you know, on top of, you know, talking about the men aspect of it, of how it's stigmatized, it's even more stigmatized in the, unfortunately, in like the the black community, um, you know, Urban, urban cultures, you know, different, you know, places around the world, they, they don't, it's just, it, it's really stigmatized because there's not enough uh, resources and information and people aren't taught about, you know, mental illnesses in other countries as much as some other countries and things like that. So a lot of people are just misinformed. You know, they see people or characters on TV shows portraying people that have bipolar or BPD, and sometimes they get it right, sometimes they get it wrong. Like, you know, a movie that actually got it right was Silver Lining Playbook, which is actually a really good movie. Um, But, uh yeah, I'm going to take a quick break and we'll be back and I'm going to finish the story. You're listening to On Air with JT. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, my uh, house alarm actually was starting to go off, so I had to take a little break and uh, shut it off. But what I was saying is a lot of uh, the way Hollywood portrays people with mental illness, um, it's like a hit or miss. So it, it even makes it the stigma uh, more... Uh, significant because sometimes they get it right and sometimes they sometimes they get it wrong like i said in silver lining playbook bradley cooper 
uh, Jennifer Lawrence, they, they kind of nailed it. Um, Chris Tucker also in the movie, but, um, yeah, they, they nailed it, but a lot of movies they don't. I mean, like kind of like on Shameless, uh, Ian, it was kind of accurate with the bipolar, but it also kind of wasn't. So, um, there's always going to be a stigma until we all speak out about our problems and what's going on. You know, I wanted to make this video to let people know that it's okay to have mental illnesses. It's okay to have issues. It's okay to have, you know, depression or anxiety or bipolar or BPD or, uh, body issues, uh, anorexic, um, eating disorders, body dysmorphic disorder, PTSD, ADHD, whatever it might be. It's okay to have that. Don't let anyone think that you're not better or you're not as human as they are. Because when you actually look at it, if you actually utilize your disease, your disorder, you can turn it into a superpower. You know, you look at the majority of creative geniuses, whether they're, whether they're musicians, actors, artists, painters, entrepreneurs, they suffer from mental illness. But there's something in that where if, you're, if you want something bad enough, it, 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 makes you, it makes the drive even stronger. A prime example is Kanye. You know, and it's tough. It's tough to deal with all of these uh, disorders, you know. I don't want to, you know, come on here and make this video, make this podcast and, and say, oh, you know, I suffer from all this and everything's great. I'm just, you know, fucking killing it in life. You know, I, str- I struggle. Um, every day is a fucking struggle. I have demons. Um, every day is a constant battle a war between me and myself. Um, But I choose to never give up. Sometimes I get to the point, that breaking point where I'm like, fuck it, I'm done. I give up. Fuck it. I'm out. But I don't do it. Because I know there's a greater purpose to why... I have these issues, the, ex- the experiences and, and traumatic events that I've occurred, that I've encountered in my life. You know, it's made me who I am today to make a video to say that I have all these issues and that it's okay. Things will work out. Things will be okay. It might not be okay right this second. Shit, you might be even fucking bawling your eyes out, crying like a motherfucker. But it's, that, that's okay. It, it's good to release that pain. It's good to release those tears. We need to do that. Men as well. Like society like frowns upon men crying like as, as, a, as like a sign of weakness. And it's not. It's actually a sign of bravery that a man is willing to cry, especially in front of someone else. It's the complete opposite of what society portrays 
it to be. And, uh, you know, I've, I've tried to commit suicide multiple times. A couple times I was very close. Um, and if you have never been suicidal or had suicidal thoughts, then you won't fully understand. But when you, when you have that mindset or when, when you get into that, 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 that zone, that, that, that dark place, it's a scary place to be. It really is. Because you feel like everything is so much that if I just vanish off myself, I'll be at peace. And when you look at that, it's fucking heartbreaking and sad that someone's in so much pain that their resolution to their problem is by ending their life. But I also understand that feeling. I know that feeling very, very well. So if you have those feelings, just know that you are a badass motherfucker. You know why? Because you're watching this video. You're still here. No matter what people have said to you, no matter how people treated you because of your mental illness. You're a badass motherfucker because you're still here. And you're still kicking ass. Because you got a mission. And that mission is to inspire other people. You know, I, I truly, fully believe that before we are, before we come to this earth, that we choose the life that we are going to live. Like we know what like the ups and downs of our lives going to be, who our parents are going to be, what our kids are going to look like, if we're going to have kids, what our job is going to be like, you know, when you you know you you see when you're going to die, you're going to die young, you're going to die old. You are aware of the life that you're going into. And sometimes when you, you know, what I've at least come to the conclusion is that sometimes we pick lives that are very challenging because it's, there's lessons that need to be learned. It also could be associated with, you know, some karma that we've done in past lives. Um, you might not believe necessarily in that whole theory or aspect of, you know, um, spirituality. And that's totally, totally okay. Um, that, that's just my personal opinion. 
Um, but I think we choose the life that we live. Um, so if you have a difficult life or having a challenging time chapter in your life right now, just know that you picked it. And you picked that for a reason. And it's up to you to find out that reason. Most likely, that reason is either a lesson or for you to inspire other people that have gone through similar experiences. And that's why I'm making this video. That's why I'm doing this little podcast episode. You know, I know I'm all over the place. Because there's just so much to fucking talk about. I mean, I, I, if I went into every detail of my life, we'd be here for 10 hours, like I said. But I am, you know, I've always wanted to write an autobiography of my life, and I will. Um, but I've had that idea of writing a book of my, about my life for over 15 years now. So and I know when I do write and release that book, it will be a New York Times bestseller. That's a fact. And when we can look back at this video, you guys will see. Because you guys probably won't even believe half the shit in the book. You, you think that I exaggerated it for entertainment purposes. But uh, I've, I've had a crazy life. And again, I don't want sympathy. I don't want you to feel bad. I just hope that you can hopefully feel inspired by some way. You know, it's hard making, you know, a video like this because, you know, I texted my mom. I was like, you know, I'm, I'm kind of scared to do this because I know what, I know the outcome of making a video like this can be um, where some people will treat you differently now. They'll look at you as a crazy person. They'll look at you as someone else. And I've experienced that firsthand. And I'm sure if you have a similar experience like mine, you know what it's like as well. But I don't give a fuck what people think. I was put on earth and given these issues, problems, whatever you want to call it, for a reason. And I'm going to take these problems and these issues and I'm going to rise above and overcome every obstacle like I have been since I was born. Every trial and tribulation. And I'm going to inspire you and others around the world that anything is possible. No matter what you go through, no matter what you deal with, you can achieve Anything you want in this life, if you want it bad enough, and it doesn't matter if they call you crazy or not. Because like Steve Jobs said, the ones that, who think that they can change the world are usually the crazy ones. And it's true. Because you have to have that mindset. But yeah, I um, like I said, I, I've been on, on and off medication, and um, it really doesn't. I'm I'm not on medication. Um, 
not for my my bipolar or anything um there's there's side effects are too much and the the weight gain and you're just out of it i lose all my creativeness um yeah and i just have to cope with it in other ways you know i i started going back to therapy dbt therapy um actually trying to take it serious so um you know I, and meditation you know exercising eating healthier uh positive affirmations um there's there's things that you can do to definitely help your life and and, and improve the quality of it it's definitely not going to be a miracle there's no miracle drug you know unfortunately you know if you have a mental disorder you know you have it for life yeah, you know um but you know who who knows with you know uh, neurochip uh, I believe that's what it's called Elon Musk's uh, company you know things like that could definitely change how we treat people with mental illness and how they're affected in the future but you know we're a little bit away from that um, but I just wanted to make this video to let you guys know that you know I suffer from all of those things like I said bipolar. BPD, PTSD, ADHD, severe anxiety, social anxiety, body dysmorphic disorder. And I'm still here. Because I, I'm a man on a mission. And I want to inspire you guys. You know. It's it's a roller coaster. It's a journey. But you can do it. I believe in you. And if you ever feel like no one ever loves you, just know that I love you. And also there are people that love you, whether you know it or not. Whether they reach out to you or not, whether they comment or like on your posts. There's people that love you. There's people that watch you. And there's people that are inspired by you, whether they say it or not. So keep going, you got this, and don't let anything or anyone ever bring you down. JT out. Actually, before I go out, I want to show you this little tattoo. I don't know if you guys can see it, but it's a semicolon. And it's a foundation called Project Semicolon. And basically, the semicolon represents that you're the author of your life, and you could have chosen to end this, end the sentence, but you chose to keep going. And that's why I got that tattoo. You got this. I love you. JT here. I have to say thank you so much to Pure Hemp Rolling Paper for being today's sponsor. You can definitely give them a follow on Instagram at Pure Hemp Paper. Now, when I smoke paper, I always smoke the pure hemp way. And I know that there's so many other companies out there, and I've tried other products, but let's be real. There's so many different kinds of paper companies, and we're not going to name any names, but there's so many added chemicals and GMOs and pesticides and all that crazy BS. And the amazing cool thing about Pure Hemp is they were founded in 1996, so 27 years ago, 
But the family behind it has been making paper and developing it for almost 300 years. 300 years. You know how long that is? They have perfected the craft. And I really could not be more grateful to be partnering up with Pure Hemp. You know, they really hooked your boy JT up with uh, Pure Hemp times four king size cones. I got the earth rolling papers. I mean, just look if you're watching the show. I mean, there has to be at least 60 packages right here. Like, I'm good for quite some time. And they also hooked me up with like a really cool tray as well. And I'm just really grateful for Pure Hemp. And I know that this is an ad, but you guys know that I don't promote things that I don't fully like. I'm never going to sell something to my audience that I don't believe in or that I'm not a customer myself. I will never sell out. So when I promote and when I partner up with these amazing brands, they are the real deal. So definitely go check them out right now. So go to Instagram, type in Pure Hemp Paper. That's P-U-R-E-H-E-M-P-P-A-P-E-R on Instagram. Tell them JT sent you. That's Pure Hemp Paper on Instagram. How's it going, everybody? You are listening or watching a brand new episode of On Air with JT. And like always, my name is Justin Thomas, but you can call me JT. And, you know, it's May. It's Mental Health Awareness Month. So I decided to make one last mental health awareness kind of theme podcast before I make that jump to launch the official weekly mental health slash spiritual spirituality paranormal etc podcast not to say that I won't be doing mental health themed episodes on On Air with JT, but I wanted to make a follow-up video, a follow-up episode to, I guess, the first video that I published on December 4th of 2022, and there was an episode with that as well. If you did not check out that video, my mental health journey, you can just go to onairwithjt.com and it's the first link. Or you can just listen to the episode. Uh, I believe it's titled My Mental Health Journey or Story. Uh, it's the first one. And then I know I did like a part two, a part three. Um, and then like a full episode, and then there's a couple mental health awareness episodes I did with Madeline as well. Um, but yeah, I, I just wanted to make this episode again, because we're in May, and it's Mental Health Awareness Month. And 
I have this platform, I have my voice, and I mean, I'm already speaking up, I have been, and I have been extremely vulnerable. You know, if this is your first time listening or watching, you know, in the mental health, my mental health story journey video, an episode that I published on December 4th of last year, you know, there's some things that I said that I, you know, told the world, it's public, public domain, that, you know, there's some things that my mother didn't even know, and, and you know, she's the closest person to me, or things that ex-girlfriends or friends, best friends that I've had for over 15 years didn't know. And, you know, if you don't really know my background and, and history, when I started podcasting when I was 16 back in 2010, I believe it was 2011, I posted a video kind of similar to the my mental health journey, but definitely not, I did not go into that many details in the video, and it was kind of like a flashcard type of video, and it got like 85,000 views in a couple of days, and I think it was a little bit too much for me, because I did want to share my story and I know I, I, I did inspire a lot of people. But deep down, I wasn't okay with myself. And I didn't accept. I, I still hadn't accepted everything and fully let everything go. So essentially, I ended up deleting the video. Because I was embarrassed or... I, I don't know. I just because I, I could already tell when I posted that video, you know, everyone at my school seen it. And it, I remember the next day, everybody just treated me so much differently. Like I, I could just tell. You know. And, um, which is fine. You know, it's high school. You know, we're young. We don't, we're naive. But I decided, you know, last year to post my story. Well, some of it, you know. If I, if I were to post my full story, you know, it'd be like an eight-hour video. And that's with editing and cuts. Uh, but, yeah, um, I decided to make that video and... The first video got like 70,000 views within like two days and then it got taken down because the language and the things I was saying that all I was talking about was my life experiences. I mean, I, I didn't censor the words. That's probably why. So it was taken down. So I had to re-upload it two more times. But 
And, and it wasn't an easy thing to do. You know, you really have to have some fucking balls to do something like that. Because you're exposing everything about you. Your darkest, most deepest, traumatic experiences. And it's not like you're just telling like a really good friend that you can trust. No, I, like I, I'm sharing it with the entire world, the, the, the universe. Like that's not an, an easy thing to do. And I don't want to make myself sound like, oh, like I'm some kind of hero and all that. But you definitely do have to be courageous to do something like that. Anyone that does something like that. And I know that there has been so many videos and, you know, things like that already. But, you know, kudos to everybody that does that. You know, I really respect that because it's not an easy thing to do whatsoever. And when I uploaded that video, I did not expect for it to get that much attention that quickly. And again, I really don't like talking about this aspect of it because I don't like how it sounds. But one of the reasons why I posted that video was to hopefully inspire and show people like, look, I went through all of this shit and now I'm here. Am I, you know, at the ultimate, you know, finish line at the marathon yet? No, but I'm, I'm pretty close. And if you really hear and see from the things that I've said so far of what I've experienced in life and gone through into where I'm at now, not to sound too egotistical, I mean, that right there is already a biopic. That, that, that's already a New York Times best-selling autobiography memoir. Like, But I'm waiting until I get to a certain point in my professional career to really like I'm already focusing and starting to write my autobiography and it's so ironic looking back because I first came up with the idea of me writing an autobiography about my life at the age of 10 years old. At 10 years old, I thought that just from all this shit that I already went through, just in the first 10 years of my life, was enough to be in a, about a, like a book about my life. And it, it was. But now, fast forward, you know, 19 years later, We're not including all the professional, you know, and career accomplishments and and things like that. And I, I just hopefully want to keep motivating and inspiring people. And I know that I already am. 
I know that there's people that do get inspired or admire certain things about me or about what I stand for, what I say, whether they tell me that or not. And, you know, the thing that I really didn't want to bring up is, you know, because I also made a video on Instagram and other social media platforms just saying, like, if you ever feel suicidal or feel like, you know, there's no one that you can talk to that maybe might not fully understand, you know, you can always reach out to me because I, I have attempted to complete suicide more than once. And there were two times, and at least one time, where I, I should have died. It makes no sense. Um, and I, I honestly believe, it's not, not just that, but I honestly believe and know as my truth that I kind of signed up for some of these things to go through in life prior to being incarnated on this earth at this time. Or, well, in 94. <laughs> but a part of me knows that, and maybe it also has to do with being very highly intuitive and an empath and borderline psychic. But I just know that I have a special reason why I'm still here. A, you know, there were certain lessons that I needed to learn especially lessons I've learned at such a young age that there's people that are my age now or even 10, 20, 30, 40 years older that still can't master those lessons or learn from those lessons. But again, I'm not going to sit here and say that I've learned or mastered every lesson because I'd be a fool to say that. I'm only 29. <laughs> but there are so many things that I did experience and, and learn. And growing up in survival mode, even though that my mother, my grandparents loved me, took care of me, It doesn't matter because on how my life started. I, I mean, to see that, to see or hear and to witness so many traumatic things. And obviously, I really don't remember because we're talking as a, literally as an infant, when these things were occurring, when I was witnessing, you know, domestic violence, the father against my mother. I guess there was a time when my father held a knife to my neck when I was a baby and he locked, you know, he locked 
both of us in the room. My mom was trying to get in and um, you know, I just, I can't imagine when I have kids, I mean, I can't imagine what that would do to my kids if they were to seen something like that, you know? So growing up, I always told myself, you know, when I have kids, I'm going to be the best father ever. Because I know what it's like to grow up without a father. And growing up, it was kind of hard to figure out my identity and also figure out, you know, just coping with the absence of a, you know, a parent. And it doesn't affect me now. I mean, I'm sure on like some subconscious level somewhere it might affect me, but like that doesn't, it doesn't bother me. Um, It hasn't bothered me for a long time, but I always told myself I don't want to be like my father. And I'm not, you know, I don't want to be on here and just like shit on my father because he is a good person, but he he is sick. You know, he's mentally ill and he had a drug problem. He was shot in the head. um, And he's still alive. But um, I mean, one of the, you know, I don't remember this, but and this is what really kills me to this day out of I guess out of most of the things that I've dealt with is the fact that there was an incident essentially where my father got into an argument with my mother and I definitely talked about this more in detail on the first uh, episode and video but essentially You know, he was high, he flew, you know, up to the house in the driveway, you know, and something bad probably would have happened. And so my mom picked me up and we started, she started, you know, running towards my aunt's house, which is next, you know, next door to where I grew up. And I guess I kept telling my mom or asking my mom, you know, where's, where's grandma? Is grandma okay? Because my grandmother was there when my, you know, and she tried to like calm my dad down while my mom and me, you know, my mom was taking me to safety. And I ended up going to a therapist pretty shortly after. And I was probably four or five, maybe six. I think I was like five. And because keep in mind, I, I, I didn't, I had a speech delay. So I, I didn't start talking until I was four and a half. So I definitely make up for it now. 
to say the least. But the therapist, you know, asked me to kind of like, kind of just um, reenact what I remembered from that situation. And I guess I either told them or I wrote or I drew like fire trucks or ambulances and, and things like that and police cars. And I said that they showed up. And that never happened in reality. And I was so convinced that there were like fire trucks and an ambulance and police cars and my you know my mom and everyone was like no that they no one ever came and the therapist asked me I guess what why did they come and my response was because the little boy had a heart attack And um, to look back and think about that, that a, a five-year-old or a six-year-old or even a 10-year-old, you know, to say something so profound like that on, you know, a five-year-old doesn't even know what a heart attack is. <laughs> so... That was such a traumatic experience. And I'm not just saying that was just one. Obviously, there was multiple. Um, because I was diagnosed with PTSD by the age of seven, I believe. Um, then ADHD. Then bipolar. But they didn't want to label me as bipolar because I mean, we're also talking about, you know, 20 plus years ago and stigma with you know labeling younger kids so but it was pretty much a, a bipolar diagnosis um so with the ptsd the adhd the bipolar and that turned into obviously like depression um a lot of anger which then the anxiety started later on in life to then, you know, the anxiety wasn't as bad when it started naturally, but over a course of years, it turned into one of the most crippling things that I've ever dealt with in my life. You know, out of all the things that I'm diagnosed with, that's one of the hardest things. And I have PTSD, I have bipolar disorder, I have ADHD, I have PTSD, I have borderline personality disorder, I have body dysmorphic disorder, I have depression, I have severe anxiety, I have social anxiety, I have a learning disability.
But I didn't know that I had BPD, borderline personality disorder, until like 2015 or something like that. Um, but I also did talk about how in 2014, me and my mom went to this place in near Atlanta, Georgia. Um, they did like a lot of tests with like CTE and uh, with like prof- professional athletes like Sidney Crosby used to go there and you know definitely like a legit place and they did a bunch of tests on me and they from their conclusion and their test results it appears that I also have some brain damage as well which doesn't make sense because I was never dropped as a kid you know I I did have a couple you know, hard falls to the ground, but like, I don't know, you know, and I'll never forget the guy was like, no wonder why life has been so hard for you. Like, he said, quote, it's like you've been living with both of your hands tied behind your back for your whole life. And You know, I've tried so many different medications, you know, throughout the years, whether I was on it for a day, a week, a month or a year, you know, I've tried probably close to 100 medications in my life and experienced horrible side effects, you know, um... And obviously, I've done like the therapy route, and throughout my life, I never really took therapy that serious because I just never liked to talk about me, and I just I just wasn't able to do it. And it wasn't until a couple of years ago where I really started taking it a little bit more serious. And now I'm doing like DBT therapy, which is really good. You know, teaches you a lot of mindfulness. Obviously, I meditate now. I I really, I don't take medication for, I don't take any SSRIs or antidepressants. And every time I take it, I gain 60 pounds. I feel like shit. I feel stupid. It affects, there's so many side effects. Like, and like, I'm not saying like, you know, don't take medication because everybody is different. Just for me personally, no medication has worked. So I've had to deal with it on my own or seek alternative methods and the things that I found to work the best, obviously, you know, weed, um, microdosing on psychedelics, but, you know, well, the psychedelics, the drug part of it aside, you know, meditation, you know, I, I tried it years ago and I kind of just, pref- you know, put it on the back burner and forgot about it. But I've been really 
getting into it kind of heavy and, and it really really helps and I tell everybody like you should try it like and, and it's really hard for me you know because I have really bad anxiety and ADHD like my mind is literally going at 500 miles per hour from the time I wake up literally from the second I wake up to the second I fall asleep and then it's repeat, like Groundhog Day. It, um, yeah. You know, exercise, you know, making sure that you're eating healthy is so crucial. I honestly feel like a lot of people underestimate the power of just exercising, eating healthier, and definitely just the power positive affirmations because whether you have mental health disorders or not every human subconsciously and consciously tells themselves hundreds of times throughout the day that they're not good enough that they can't do this they can't do that I'm not loved, whatever it might be. You know, we tell ourselves so many horrible things. And if you really think about it, if you were to tell the things or the things that you used to tell yourself, if you ever did, to other people or your friends, do you think you would still have friends? Probably not. You know, at least I'm speaking from my experience. You know, I'm very, very hard on myself. And I know that comes out with the podcast. It comes out with work. And I'm not, I've said on the podcast, I'm not really that much of like a competitive person, but when it comes to my work, my business, my livelihood, I don't fuck around. And it's definitely, you know, these 125, 130 hour work weeks since October of last year, it's definitely starting to catch up to me and I'm definitely got burnt out and had to take, you know, a good week plus just kind of like take a second I was literally just non-stop for like six months and it was worth it I mean I've I've done so much I've accomplished so much I'm very proud of myself and in this episode, like, obviously, I'm not going to be able to cover everything that I've talked about, especially in the first episode or, like, version of the mental health uh, episode and video that I published on December 4th of last year, which you can look up uh, or just go to onairwithjt.com. It's the first link. Uh, you can also listen to the episode. It was published on the 4th, I believe. 
But uh, yeah, I mean, I try my best um, to be an advocate for mental health, you know, especially from someone that has tried to kill themselves multiple times. And I know what it's like. And even though some people might see me and think everything's good now or, you know, my life is perfect, it's far from perfect. You know, I still deal with my demons. It's just about how you try and figure out in life through trial and error what works and what doesn't. And on that journey, that, that can be a, a long journey for some. And for others, it might not be that long of a journey to figure out what works. But for me, it took a, a long time. And I'm still healing, you know? I'm not 100% healed. I'm, I'm still healing. But I'm also, I've also never been this motivated, this consistent, this driven in my life, like at this degree, never. The things that I've accomplished that makes me happy in my work life you know, since October, or just even since season 14 that aired on January 9th of this year, I accomplished and done, you know, 50, 100 times more than I thought I would. And again, we're just in May. <laughs> we're not even halfway through the year. But... I'm getting all sidetracked and I'm going on all these tangents. You know, I wanted to just make this video again just to bring more awareness to mental health and, and try and break the stigma because there's so much stigma. It's so, it's, so, it's so fucking stigmatized and so many people are uneducated. Uh, I can't even talk. So many people are uneducated on mental health unless they experience it themselves or have a close family member or a close friend but other than that unless you studied like psych you don't fully understand and even if you did study psychology and even were a psychologist or a psychiatrist if you didn't personally deal with certain mental health disorders you don't know what it's like you know the only people that know what it's like are the people that deal with it and even then everyone else deals with it and feels different emotions you know yes symptoms can be relatable of course but all of our brains are wired differently you know so everyone's gonna have a different reaction everyone's gonna have a different 
you know, yeah, everyone's going to have their own different just reaction and, and, and type that, that, that comes with it. Um, and to get back to what I was saying earlier, you know, when I posted that video, I, I really did not expect it to do that. You know, it, it, I'm not saying it did like millions of views, but the fact that hundreds of people messaged me and whether it was like, you know, you, you inspire me or, you know, thank you for posting that, I can relate, whatever it might be, or, or the several people that I helped in that moment not, you know, you know, they were on the brink of taking their own life. And I was able to prevent that. Um, and when I post, you know, my mental health stories and talk about these kind of things and open about it, you know, I said a few times now, you know, like no interview, no money, nothing in life compares to knowing that me being strong, courageous, and brave and vulnerable by posting that video and doing that episode and being consistent. The fact that people appreciated that and could relate or I could help some people there's no better feeling than that you know obviously it's not a good feeling that someone else is in pain or something like that but you know to know that I can make a difference by using my platform by using my voice by talking about things that need to be talked about and I get it I know that there's going to be people that might not feel comfortable talking about the things that I talk about publicly I get it it's very personal shit I, I get it but I'm at a stage where I, I just don't give a fuck what people think and I know that, you know, even if there were a thousand people look at me differently, if I could get one person to be inspired or help, then that's a good enough ratio for me, you know. I just want to show not only to myself, but to others that it doesn't matter what you go through, doesn't matter what you went through, where you came from, nothing. If you want something in life, if you have a goal, if you have a dream, nothing can stop you. And I want to be 
an example. And I know I already am, but I want to do it on a larger scale to inspire others. And I know that my autobiography is going to be a New York Times bestselling. And I know one day I'll have a biopic. And I don't care about the biopic, but just the, the book, you know, and the documentary it's going to be it's going to be a very powerful project and all i'm trying to do is bring awareness you know i again i i don't want sympathy i don't ask for sympathy I, that, that's the last thing i want all i'm trying to do is is follow my truth follow my purpose and share my wisdom, my knowledge from experiences that I've gone through in life, lessons that I learned the hard way, multiple times, several times, or certain situations or lessons. And if I can kind of help people or spread the word or give people insight about certain things or situations, maybe they can come out with a different perspective or insight. Or maybe I can save them the heartache or the, the, the trouble by you know, giving some free game and advice or something. So when something does happen in life, like, oh, well, JT said this on his podcast back in 2023. But, and I know that there's a lot of people out there that are struggling that aren't vocal about it. And I get it. There's a stigma and, you know, I get it. I, I totally get it. I don't judge you. But if there's anyone listening or watching and you ever feel suicidal, you ever feel like, you need to talk to somebody that and if there's no one that you can talk to at that moment or someone that you don't think you know can really fully relate to what's going on i am always here you know yes i do have a business and a lot of things going on but i try and respond as soon as possible to everybody i never leave people on red you know it's, it stays anonymous i never expose people's names or information or anything like that but I do want to say, like, in preface, like, if you are in a, you know, severe crisis or, you know, think that you're going to hurt yourself or somebody else, call 911, you know, or go to the nearest hospital. But if it's not at that state, you know, stage or level, I'm always here. And you can always send me a message on Instagram at Justin Thomas Insta. That's J-U-S-T-I-N-T-H-O-M-A-S-I-N-S-T-A. Or you can send me an email at any time at onairwithjt at gmail.com. That's onairwithjt at gmail.com.
all the links and everything to follow me on social media or follow the show, listen to the show, watch the show, get in contact with me, just head over to onairwithjt.com. But yeah, the Mental Health Awareness Podcast is launching very soon. I'm so fucking excited about that. And, you know, it's only right. You know, it's May and I just figured I'd get back on and just talk a little bit more just about mental health awareness and try and break the stigma, you know. Um, And again, I'm not 100% healed, but... I have so much knowledge from dealing with this stuff for over 25 years of my life. You know, it's like I almost, you know, have a psychology degree. It's it's like I'm a psychologist, you know. It's like I got my psychology degree from, you know, one of those online schools. Like, uh... Nah, I don't know everything about psychology, but I am fascinated by that. And I am pretty good at psychology for someone not having a degree in psych. But I'm also very observant and also just have a past history of dealing with, you know, doctors or people and whatever it might be. But, you know, again, the whole point of my whole brand and show and everything that I do is to raise awareness for mental health. And to hopefully try and inspire people, if I can, you know, like, what's more important to me is just getting the message out and just trying to break the stigma and and spreading mental health awareness. And if I can help people, that will be amazing. But as long as I can get the word out, and which I am doing, and I am using my platform and, you know, everything to... at my disposal that's accessible to talk about the things that need to be talked about. And I will continue to do that. And yeah, you know, I, um, you know, right now, you know, I guess to finish off the podcast, you know, I still do therapy. I meditate. I exercise, I try and eat healthier, Um, you know, definitely mindfulness, you know, positive affirmations, positive thinking is so crucial. Please trust me. Don't learn the hard way and like for it to take you over two decades to fully understand this. Let me save you the time. Please don't ever underestimate the power of your thinking. You know, even when you think you're having a shitty day and you're like, just what else can go wrong? Don't like, and I've been guilty of this so many fucking times in my life. You're you're just adding fuel to the fire. So, and I know it's easier than said than done. You know, if you're going through a crisis or going through, you know, something, but I would highly recommend looking into meditation. You know, there's a there's tons of videos on YouTube, uh, guided meditations, binaural beats for different frequencies. You know, works fucking wonders. Honestly, does. 
And I'm going to continue to talk about mental health, especially, I mean, I always will, but especially during this month of May on this show, because I don't think the mental health podcast will be launching this month. I think we're going to officially launch next month. And so I'm still going to be talking about things like that. I'm going to have some segments. I'm going to do like certain videos. I might even break down how like certain, you know, um, mental health disorders that I have, how they affect me and how I have learned in trying learning or in the process of learning or learned already how to deal with that to my best ability because again I can only share what what basically works for me because we're all different what might work for me might not work for you what might work for you might not work for me so you know you just gotta try new things and it's all about trial and error but just know that you are strong and if there's anyone watching or listening and going through a hard time, I am here for you. I am here. If nobody else is there, I am here. And you can always get in contact with me. All of my information is right over at onairwithjt.com. Once again, you can always email me at onairwithjt at gmail.com. You can send me a message on Instagram, Justin Thomas Insta. Let's break the stigma for once and for all. It's 2023. Mental health is way more common than people think. And you think it's bad now? (laughs) It's only going to get worse until, you know, Hopefully, companies like Neuralink or, you know, competitors with AI and everything, they're able to find a cure or at least, you know, help improve people's lives that are suffering. And I'm sending all my love and positivity to everybody out there whether you're dealing with something negative or not, you know, you got this. And anyone that is struggling, just know that if I can do what I'm doing now, and if you look back and listen to what I've gone through and the things that I've shared so far, then I definitely know that you can fucking do it. Without a doubt. I'm a thousand percent confident. So just always remember that. That JT believes in you. You might not have even met. You might not have even talked online. But just know that I believe in you. And I'm always here for you guys. And if I can do it, you can do it. Head over to onairwithjt.com for all the links and to get in contact with me. That's onairwithjt.com. Thank you so much for listening or watching to On Air With JT, you know, Mental Health Awareness, Mental Health Awareness Month. 
special edition episode. Probably will do a part two, knowing me. Maybe even a part three. <laughs> you know, what's JT got up his sleeve? <laughs> uh, actually, that would... Damn. The, the one day that I, I wear a t-shirt and not a hoodie, I say that. <laughs> Just my luck. All right, guys. Thank you so much for all the support and love. I really appreciate it. And uh, let's break the stigma. You know, if you can, share this video. Um, and just try and do something nice for someone else. You know, just a smile, a hello, opening the door for someone. You don't even have to give someone, you know, something monetarily, financially, you know, money. You know, just try and be kind to one another. You never know what someone else is going through. Like, everyone is going through a battle and, and battling demons that you have no idea that they are. So just be kind, please. Have a great day. The JT way. This is On Air with JT. Join JT, visionary and host for a 420-friendly improv and variety talk show featuring pop culture, news, interviews, debates and the home of the famous JT Rants. Here, mental health awareness is at the forefront with JT on a mission to inspire and spread mental health awareness. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio and YouTube. You can stay up to date and get in touch by heading to onairwithjt.com. To contact the show directly or for business inquiries, use onairwithjt at gmail.com. If you are interested in advertising or sponsorships, please send all business inquiries to onairwithjt at gmail.com. Listen to On Air with JT on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and can be seen on YouTube. Onairwithjt.com. JT did it again. JT here. Pure Hemp Rolling Papers was launched in 1996 from the desire to have a tree-free alternative rolling paper. They are made from pesticide-free, chemical-free, pure hemp's manufacturers have been around for quite some time. The Miguel family has been perfecting paper making since 1725. That's almost 300 years of paper making experience. Pure Hemp Rolling Papers is an eco-conscious alternative to all the wood pulp rice rolling papers on the market. They are focused on offering a tree-free rolling paper complemented with an all-natural vegan gum line that is sustainably sourced from West African trees. Pure Hemp created rolling papers to be as pure as possible. 25 plus years later and Pure Hemp family has grown substantially. They've expanded into pre-roll cones, spiral wraps, and individualized pre-roll cones. Reach out to Pure Hemp and discover their superior Pure Hemp pre-roll cones. At Pure Hemp, they are always listening, learning, adapting, and constantly innovating. When I smoke paper, I smoke the Pure Hemp way. Go check them out on Instagram at Pure Hemp Paper and give them a follow. Tell them JT sent you. JT did it again. If you are interested in advertising or sponsorships, please send all business inquiries to onairwithjt at gmail.com. Listen to On Air with JT on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, 
and can be seen on YouTube on air with JT.com. JT did it again.